Welcome back to another episode of the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast. This is your host, Brian Clinton. We are recapping week nine of the college football season. But first, let's talk about what happened in the Big 12 here on Sunday. The conference reaches a a new six-year media rights agreement with ESPN and Fox. It's an extension of their existing uh, media rights agreement. It will run through 2030 and 2031. Um, The deal is worth... $380 $380 million a year, a total of $2.28 billion. It's a huge deal for, for the Big 12, a big win for new commissioner Brent Yormark, who took over on August 1st uh, as commissioner of the Big 12. And he convinced television networks to that the Big 12 was fine without Texas and Oklahoma, and it will be. Adding BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati gives the conference more of a national footprint, and it will help uh, the conference as far as having a national brand goes. It will truly help bring this conference to the forefront of college football and, uh, and other athletics. You know, obviously, they've taken a backseat to the Big Ten the Big uh, and the SEC, rather, uh, in recent years. But I think that this is a really good move for the Big 12, considering conference realignment, everything that's going on in the college football world. I think that this is a stability move for the Big 12, and it was the right move for the Big 12. So big deal for them. Um, the early negotiating window was not supposed to open until February of 2024, so for them to go out and get this done now is just kind of a sign of the times and, and what's going on in college football at this time. So so big, big, big deal for, for the Big 12 and Brent Yormark. Brent Yormark. Um, really excited to see what they do going forward. Um you know, as far as expansion goes, you know, potentially picking up some teams from from the Pac-12, if that's to happen, um, this was a good step towards something happening on that front. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, let's let's just jump into to what happened in the Big 12 yesterday. Number seven TCU went to West Virginia, got a little bit more of a fight than they were probably expecting. Still ended up pulling out a victory, 41-31 over the Mountaineers. Um, they did cover in that game. It was close. I uh, really thought TCU wasn't going to be able to cover there towards the end, but they, they get a late touchdown, get the separation they need to get the win. Max Duggan was great again, 16-28 uh, for 341 and three touchdowns. Just explosive as they have been on offense, and, and it was another good game for the Horn Frogs. They moved to 8-0 um, on the year, and they are 5-0 and in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, really separating themselves right now from the rest of the conference in the standings. They alone, they are alone at the top right now. The only one loss team in the conference, as far as conference record goes, is Kansas State Wildcats. And they were impressive yesterday. They hosted number nine, Oklahoma State. And Kansas State blew the Cowboys out of the water in this game. 48 to nothing is the final really surprising um at least in my at least in my opinion on in that game was just Kansas State's absolute dominance in the defensive line against Oklahoma State's offensive line now granted they're beat up both teams came into this fairly beat up Kansas State didn't have its starting quarterback it didn't matter will Howard was fantastic uh, he's 21 for 37 for 296 and four touchdowns through the air. It, it was really, really one-sided from the get-go, and Deuce Vaughn was fantastic as well. He had 22 carries 
for 158 and a score. Um, Kansas State's playing just as good a football as anybody right now in the Big 12, maybe save TCU, but I really would like to see a rematch of those two with with Kansas State being healthy and and uh, what they're actually capable of. So Kansas State climbs to 4-1 and one in conference play. They're 6-2 and two overall, uh, sole possession of second place. Oklahoma State falls to three and two in conference play, six and two overall. They're in a three-way tie for third place at the moment with Baylor and Texas. The Baylor Bears talk about impressive. Uh, Baylor goes into into Lubbock night game in Lubbock, six thirty kick didn't matter. Baylor goes out and absolutely throttles the Red Raiders, forty-five to seventeen was the final in this game. Uh, Baylor scores twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. Holds Texas Tech to zero in the fourth quarter to pull away in this one. Baron Morton did not look good in this game. He was 11 34 for 152, a score and three interceptions. So uh, Baylor's defense was able to force him into some situations that, that were uncomfortable for the redshirt freshman, and, and Baylor certainly made him pay for that. Um, Richard Reese, if this is a name that you, if you, if you haven't heard this name just yet, you will. Uh, the freshman running back for Baylor is starting to make a name for himself. He had 36 carries for 148 yards and three scores yesterday in Lubbock. A guy that has true elite speed, um, somebody that really can change a game with one play, uh, will definitely be somebody to watch out for. In Norman next week, uh, when, when Baylor takes on Oklahoma, the Bears and the Sooners have kind of turned things around here, are both sitting at 5-3. and three. Uh, going into that game, Sooners are going to be favored by three points in that game, and they are coming off a win themselves, a, a must needed, a much needed win rather, twenty-seven to thirteen over Iowa State. Oklahoma actually got it done with defense yesterday. That was the big takeaway. Oklahoma had given up forty points in four consecutive games. The defense had looked inept, completely inept. Uh, th- through those four games. So Oklahoma needed a good performance against the struggling Iowa State de- uh, offense, and and they did just that. Um, they hold Hunter Deckers to 37-57 uh, for 308, one score, and they forced three interceptions on the day. And uh, one of them was Danny Stutzman's first interception of his, of his career. He returned it around 37 yards back to uh, – to set up Oklahoma for first and goal late in the game and, and gave them the score that they needed to separate themselves from Iowa State and give themselves a little bit of comfort in that game. Uh, it was big for the Sooners to go and win on the road here and, and get themselves kind of back on track um, defensively. I think that that's a, that's, that's a key for them moving forward. Billy Bowman did return in the back end, and, and, you, and you saw better coverage yesterday. Um, you know, they, they actually held – they actually held um, Xavier Hutchinson in check yesterday, which has not been something that most teams have been able to do. Hutchinson uh, had 10 receptions for 72 yards on the day. That is his season low, actually, for the, for the year. So um, Oklahoma did a good job uh, containing the all-Big 12 wide receiver and and really Iowa State's offense as a whole. Iowa State was only able to muster 66 yards of rushing in this game. So so really some positive things to look for if you're a Sooners fan. Uh, really somebody that, that you can point to for that uh, is Danny Stutzman. Obviously, as I said earlier, he records his first interception of the year. 
Uh, he and David Aguebu were busy yesterday, as they have been all season. They both uh, they both lead the Sooners with 68 tackles apiece on the year. So, so really, really good stuff from both of those guys. And and we saw better run fits. It, it was just a good gritty performance from the Sooners defense, and, and they really needed it. So, uh, lots of positives there. Let's kind of jump around a little bit in the national window. Uh, we've got Tennessee. <laughs> My goodness, were they impressive? Tennessee takes down Kentucky forty-four to sixteen. Um, the Vols' offense is just rolling. Uh, Kentucky is a tough, physical football team. Uh, it didn't matter yesterday. Tennessee just does whatever they want to, uh, and and Jalen Hyatt continues to just be one of the top receivers in the country. He has five receptions for 138 yards, two touchdowns. Hendon Hooker continues to be a Heisman favorite, as he should be. Uh, he played fantastic yesterday, had 19 of uh, 25 for 245 and three scores. They hold Will Levis to 16 of 27 for 98 yards and three interceptions. So, uh, Tennessee playing good offense and good defense. Really, really excited to see the game next week against Georgia. What a game. Um, the Volunteers are tied for a second-place spot in the latest AP poll, so you will have a one-versus-two situation there likely um, and one of the uh, quote-unquote game-of-the-century situations where you have a one-versus-two in the in the regular season. So, be an impressive, uh, impressive game, just from an intangible standpoint. And you know, for me personally, just to see Josh Heupel having the success that he's having at Tennessee is just awesome. I, I really, really like uh, seeing a guy go and get have success uh, at other places. You know, the backstory there um, before Lincoln Riley showed up at Oklahoma to be their offensive coordinator. Josh Heupel not only was the offensive coordinator there. He also was the last Oklahoma quarterback to uh, lead the Sooners to a national championship in 2000. If you if you didn't know, he's a lefty, um, and and had some really good talent uh, around him. Obviously, there, but but obviously a great offensive mind, and he is doing an awesome job in Knoxville. So really excited to see that game next week. Georgia takes care of Florida, the world's largest cocktail outdoor cocktail party. Uh, Georgia takes them down 42 to 20. Uh, Gators really outmatched in that game. They put up a fight for a little bit and got it within a couple of scores, but Georgia was able to separate late in the game. Ohio State, after a uh, slow start, gets out ahead and, and uh, finally pulls away in the fourth quarter, wins 44 to 31 over Penn State. Michigan takes care of business 29 to 7 over rival Michigan State. Um, and Kind of an interesting game here. I, I was very surprised by this. You know, obviously USC's offense is just rolling uh, as it has all year, but but USC let Arizona hang around, and and the game ended being really really close. USC wins forty five uh, to thirty seven over three and five Arizona. Uh, Caleb Williams just fantastic numbers thirty one of forty five for four eleven and five scores. The Oklahoma transfer is just tearing it up for the Trojans and and really impressive. If it wasn't for Hendon Hooker, he would probably be my Heisman favorite on the year. Um, he just continues to do impressive things. 
Uh, as much as that may hurt for some of the folks around here, uh, the last game that yeah, that caught my eye uh, yesterday was Notre Dame taking down number sixteen Syracuse forty-one to twenty-four. The 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 Irish have talent on their roster. You know they they obviously aren't having the type of year that they wanted to, um, but but a six and one uh, Syracuse team coming into this game was confident and and really looked like they they had a chance to to maybe push Notre Dame, you know, the Irish were only favored by a point in this game. And I think that Syracuse has been really physical and, and done some good things, but, but Notre Dame's uh, offensive and defensive talent really shined in this game. Um, and there's really no more to say than that. Notre Dame wins 41 to 24, gets to five and three on the year. So, Let's just kind of take a look at things. Let's a little bit of a sneak peek into next week. Obviously, I told you about the big one. Uh, you've got number one Georgia versus number two Tennessee. That game is in Athens, Georgia. If you are wanting to go to that game, there's tickets as low as five hundred and eighty-one dollars just to get in the gate. So uh, make sure you you sell a car or a kidney or whatever you need to do to get there. <laughs> that that game is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I spoke about Baylor and Oklahoma. You know, as far as Big 12 stuff goes, we've got another good slate coming. All 10 teams will be in action from this week forward. So no more bye weeks. Everybody's in action. You've got Kansas State hosting Texas. That game is at 6 p.m. on FS1. Iowa State's going to host West Virginia. That's on Big 12. The Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Oklahoma State heads to Kansas after their tough loss. Uh, that game is on FS1. As I said, Baylor heads to Oklahoma. That game is at 2 o'clock on Big 12 now with ESPN+. Plus. And then the first game of the uh, of the day is Texas Tech at TCU. Uh, that game will kick off at 11 a.m. on Fox. We have several games next week just across the country that that you need to know about outside of – just outside of Baylor – excuse me, just outside of Tennessee at – Georgia, Alabama is also taking on LSU in Death Valley. That one will be really, really good, something to look forward to. Notre Dame, who we just spoke about, is hosting number five Clemson next week. That'll be a game that you need to tune in for. And uh, you really just you have a couple of games that are that have some deeper meaning to them. Liberty and Arkansas will phase off against one another. Liberty is seven and one, with Arkansas being five and three. That game will be a little interesting. Uh, should be fun to see what what Liberty can do against the Razorbacks. And that's about that. Really, kind of wraps it up for the big for the big games. And before we go, I just kind of want to talk about my big my Big Twelve power rankings uh, going into next week. I think obviously, number one, you've got to look at TCU. There's no, there's no other place that you could look besides them. They're undefeated. They've been impressive to this point. They're eight no. That counts for something. That counts for a lot, in my opinion. And you've beaten teams like Kansas State, like Oklahoma, like Oklahoma State. That they have true pretty. They have pedigree. They're staying power in that. And so they have a tough game against Texas Tech coming up this week. I do like TCU in that game, but as for now, just number one overall in my Big 12 power rankings are the TCU Horde Frogs. Second overall, Kansas State. They're 4-1. They just blew out Oklahoma State. 
They looked impressive doing it. I I think that Kansas State is capable of, of running the table the rest of the way and getting to the Big 12 championship at 10-2. and two. Um, I think that they're going to probably – they have a little bit of a cushion here with, with a one-game uh, lead over a three-way tie in third place. But I really like Kansas State's offense where it's at right now. And then obviously defensively they've been – They've been terrific. So um, Kansas State's number two for me. Right now, I'm going to put the Baylor Bears at three. They're five and three. And what they did in Lubbock last night spoke – it just spoke wonders to me. I, I really like what Blake Shapin is doing. And defensively, the Bears are coming around. They play physical football under Dave Aranda. They're very impressive – if you know what you're looking for, they kind of play a boring, you know, a, a boring brand of football, I guess, if you will, where they're going to beat you with toughness. They're going to beat you with a tougher mindset and they're going to be able to do what they need to do regardless of, of your scheme. And, and I think that that is winning. That's winning football. That's a winning mentality. Um, that's a winning mindset. Uh, and I think that Dave Aranda has instilled that heavily in Waco, and so the Bears are third for me in the Big 12 Power Rankings. Number four, I'm going to have Texas. Um, I just don't know what to expect from the Longhorns from week to week. You see them, you know, they they beat Oklahoma 49 to nothing. Then they struggle with turnovers and penalties, and and they look totally different against Oklahoma State and Stillwater uh, a week ago. And I just – it's frustrating to watch. It, it, they're they're a frustrating team to watch, and it's it's really hard to to have much confidence in them. They're five and three at this point. They're three and two overall in the conference. They have a huge game against Kansas State this week, and uh, they, you know they need to get that they need to get that win if they are hoping to make a push to get into that Big Twelve championship game. But it's going to be tough. That's not going to be an easy game, uh, and, and I really think that they they. I better come prepared um, for a dogfight because Kansas State sure will be. Uh, number four, or f- sorry, five in the Big 12 power rankings, Oklahoma State. Um, I, I don't want to call yesterday a fluke that was still really concerning, I, but I, I look to their I look to their in-state rival Oklahoma and see that the Sooners lost uh, 49 to nothing against Texas a few weeks ago. They didn't have their starting quarterback in that game. Uh, Spencer Sanders did play in this one, but but they were out several key players, and I think that that's important to note. Um, but it's still just like with Oklahoma; it's it's still inexcusable to lose a conference game uh, by nearly half a hundred points and not put any anything on the board. That's uh, that's embarrassing. That's not you shouldn't you shouldn't do that regardless of of what the logo on your helmet looks like. Um, Oklahoma State right now. They're five for me, and and I don't I I don't see them climbing much higher on that list if Spencer Sanders is injured for any amount of time. Which you know we're kind of unclear at this point how serious his injury was yesterday, but it didn't look good. He ended he headed to the locker room. Obviously, Gunnar Gundy came in, um, didn't play well. Obviously, in a bad situation, but um, Oklahoma State's at five. I've got Oklahoma at six. I think the Sooners are starting to turn a table a little bit. Uh, they look better defensively. I'm not ready to put them in the top half of the league yet. Uh, I think they're knocking on the door. Big game against Baylor, a big chance to to 
you know, changed my mind a little bit there uh, this week in Norman. Should be a good one there. <clears throat> number, let's see, number six, are we at, no, seven, sorry, seven is we're going to go, let's go Texas Tech. I'm going to go Texas Tech on this one. Um, you know, I saw, I know what I saw against Baylor last week, but when they're playing right and they're playing to their power, they're more like the team we saw against West Virginia last week. I know that, and I'm going to put them at at seven right now. Uh, number eight, I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Kansas. I think Kansas just needs. Hopefully, they just needed a bye week uh, to get things going, and and I, I really hope that we can see them uh, just kind of pick things up and 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 get back on their winning trend. I need to see them get to a bowl game. That's something I absolutely have to see this year. So pulling for Kansas. Uh, but I've got them at eight right now. Number nine is West Virginia. They're one and four in the conference. They had a tough game against TCU. Um, and listen, guys, there's not a huge disparity between number one and number 10 in this league. This is the most competitive league in college football. There's no question about that. It, it's it's the most competitive league in college football. Anybody on this list can beat any other team on this list on any given day. That that's That is just the way that it is in 2022. And I I don't think that you can say that for any other power five conference in the country, period. There's, there's no question. And so whenever I have your team at nine, you can be upset with me. That's fine. I'm just telling you, there's not a huge difference between one and 10 West Virginia's nine for me. And then obviously 10 is Iowa state. Iowa state's defense is elite. They're really, really good. Uh, They, they, they play the run really well. They force quarterbacks to take passes uh, underneath. They don't really let a whole lot get behind them. They're 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 very physical. Um, they're just their offense is just so bad. It's 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 very vanilla, and um, you know in a in a league like the Big Twelve where you need to be able to play good offense and good defense to remain competitive. Um, I, I think that that. Iowa State is just lacking that offense right now. Their defense is good enough to keep teams from scoring a bunch of points and and maybe give them an opportunity to win some more games. But right now, it's just hard to, to look at Iowa State versus any of those other nine teams in the conference and feel real confident about where they're at. So uh, I've got them at 10. Um, I, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I, I I am really excited to see how this the race finishes in the second half of the season. I'm um, really excited to get back this week with Joey and Colton and, and get some more predictions out for you guys. Uh, we did miss a week last week, uh, took the week off, but um, we'll get fired back up this week and get some picks in for you guys. But until then, we will talk to you soon, and thank you for listening to the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast.